This is About to Drop, a podcast where I interview independent artists about music that they're about to release. In each episode, I'll have a conversation with a new artist to talk about where they came from, how they got started in music, and most importantly, what they're going to be releasing next. We'll cover all sorts of topics, including the writing process, recording, producing, and even things like marketing, branding, and promotion. So thanks for tuning in, and let's get started with the episode. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of About to Drop. I'm your host, Baro. Uh, I'm here today with Caroline Gustafsson. How's it going? Hey, it's going great. Did I, <laughs> did I say that me. right? Did I say your last name right? Gustafsson? Yeah, sure. Okay. In Swedish, it's Gustafsson. <laughs> okay, yeah, so I was... <laughs> I Americanized it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and that's totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so how's it going? Uh, you're it's it's nighttime over there in Sweden. It looks like. Yeah. It, well, it's six thirty, but it looks like it's like midnight because it's really <laughs> dark now. <laughs> you know, it starts getting dark around two thirty. Oh, uh, really? So, that yeah, early? Yeah, it's really it's really dark here now. Do you find? <laughs> do you find that that like makes you? less active for 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 a shorter amount of time like i know if in the summer like i just find myself being more active for longer because the sun is out for longer yeah is that, that no definitely too? yeah yeah definitely you get more tired um <laughs> for sure so yeah a lot of uh, candles and uh, cozy blankets <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. just, <laughs> yeah. Is, isn't there a, i have uh, these other artists that I'm, I'm friends with um one of them is swedish See, they posted something about that. Isn't there like a Swedish word for like being cozy? Ah, uh, oh, uh, well, mysigt, maybe they yeah, mean. Maybe I, I remember them like posting about it, and I was like, oh, that's. I know exactly what that is, but we don't have a word for that here in English. <laughs> Unless you mean the fika. <laughs> I'll have to check that's, their post. That's I don't having, remember. The... That's having the coffee break. You know, <laughs> that's become a thing. <laughs> Swedish fika. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to double check, but um, yeah. Cool. So, so you grew up in Sweden. You've been there your whole life. Yeah, I grew up here, uh, close to where I live now. Actually, I did leave for like twelve years, <laughs> but now I'm back again. So yeah, it's right outside of Stockholm. It's called Täby. Oh, cool. And uh, what did you leave for? Was it for a school or just to travel or? Yeah, yeah. I left for school, so I studied. Uh, first a couple years like before university and then I studied at the music academy in the south of Sweden for a couple years very cool so yeah I mean what can you tell us a little bit about how you got into music in the first place well I've always been interested and then I started to write like poems and stuff when I was quite young and that kind of turned into melodies and then I learned the guitar when I was around 13 and yeah I just started to write my own songs then and I I really enjoyed it and it was definitely a way of expressing my feelings and thoughts and you know escape into music mm-hmm. <laughs> as a teenager when life felt difficult um, so yeah that's how it how it started and um, what made you decide to want to like continue doing it and like and then eventually pursuing it as like a career. Uh, it feels like it's just it's just always been very close to my heart to express myself through music, and I don't know. I just can't think of a life without doing that. So it just felt natural to continue, and and yeah. And I also I don't only write for myself. I write for others too. And I just love the creative process and, and yeah, expressing through music. That's just, just, mm-hmm. it's the best feeling. <laughs> so, so you, it was feeling. just like, it was just a foregone conclusion that you were just doing music full time. Like, um, did you ever like do anything else like on the side as well? Or have you always just been a hundred percent going yeah. straight towards music? No, I've actually, I haven't been a hundred percent uh all the time at all uh, i've been uh, teaching as well on the side so i'm also a music teacher a couple of days a week um so yeah it's been music teaching and writing music i totally I understand that I, I i used to teach private music lessons for for like a decade so i, I get oh yeah sure. yeah yeah you know what it's about yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, to, to, to be a full-time musician, you have to have a lot of side things and you have to figure out how to, how to yeah. make it all work together. Um, yeah. <laughs> did, did you originally want to be a, a songwriter for other artists? No, originally it was the singer-songwriter thing. Um, but then when I was studying, I kind of realized that it was really fun to write in all types of genres. Uh, so then the idea sort of came that, yeah, maybe it would be fun to actually write for others too, you know, just to experiment in songwriting. Um, so, uh, and then I just sort of, not accidentally, but I kind of uh, got in contact with a publishing company um, and they liked my stuff. So then I, I signed with them. So I started to write for Asia, actually. They had, um, uh, they, they were aiming mostly for Asia. So then I just tried it out and it was really fun. So, so yeah. That's yeah. how that started. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think we had a conversation a while ago. So you you do a bit of like K-pop as well and J-pop and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Because I uh, I I'm also signed with a uh, a publisher based in Norway or Finland. I I, forget, I think Norway. Um, doing like producing K-pop music. Yeah, yeah, um, I remember you told me Sugar House, right? Right, right. <laughs> which which one are you with? Well, I'm both my own, but for Asia, I'm with Innervate Music mm -hmm. quite recently. Yeah. Okay. And um, so how long have you been doing the, the K-pop thing? It's been like 10 years. Oh, wow. <laughs> I started in 2011. That's when I signed with that publishing company. Um, so, so, yeah, 10 years. <laughs> how, uh, so, so I just signed with, uh, with my publisher... It, like towards the beginning of this year, um, mm -hmm. so I'm like just getting into that whole scene, and like I had never really listened to it before signing with them, but uh, yeah. it, it had always been like on like my radar because you know it's got as you probably know it's gotten so huge over the past you yeah. know few years. So was, I've always kind of like kept an eye on it, but not like really listened to it or studied it or, or written for it or anything like that. But now I'm like listening to it a lot more, obviously. Yeah. Um, do you see a lot of changes in the genre from when you started till till where it is now? Yeah, because uh, actually when I started, it was mainly J-pop I started with. And then there weren't that many girl artists, actually. So I started out writing only for boys. Uh, and also the format felt a bit more, how can I say, not so Western. But now it's just turning more and more like the Western sound, especially K-pop. Um, so yeah, it's definitely changed over the years. And as a songwriter, the competition has gotten a lot, uh, you know, what do you call it, higher mm -hmm. uh, over the, the last couple of years. So uh, yeah, it's definitely more Westernized now sure, sure. than when I started, yeah. So do you have to... Um... So do you, I'm, I'm just curious because like I'm kind of in that same space too and like newer yeah. to it. Do you, um, so a lot of times there's like groups that you're writing for, right? Yeah. Do you, do you like study the group at all to like figure out what each person's role is and then write specifically for them? Or do you kind of just uh, generalize it, I guess? Yeah, it's more generalizing actually and more i more listen to like the way they do for example the vocal arrangements since i do that a lot when i write i also do the vocal arrangements and stuff and since there are so many in the group you always have to think about everyone having something to do mm -hmm. all the time yeah. <laughs> and for harmonies and you know one person saying something and another one replies maybe and and yeah so it's more it's more in general because Usually when you write as well, of course, it might be a specific group that looks for a song, but then you never know, you know, if they're going to take it or if it will end up with yeah, someone else. So, so yeah, I guess if you go too specific, it might be harder for the song to get cut unless that group actually takes it. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, and... Uh... Do you usually write the song and uh, like b like for the lead specifically, or do they usually provide you music to write to, or do you just create a song, you know, that doesn't have a home yet, or that, that like isn't written to music first? Yeah, for Asia, it's usually I collaborate 
Um, and of course, now during the pandemic, it's been mostly online. So mm-hmm. producers send me like a backing track and I do the melodies and lyrics and, and recordings to that. So that's the most common, <laughs> common way to go about it. Um, but of course, when you meet in the session, you can start more from scratch and kind of create it from, yeah, from scratch mm-hmm. together. But it's quite common that the producer already has something going on uh, with the instruments. Okay. Yeah, that's how I've always done it, you know, since, yeah. since working with them. They, they do the track first, and then we ship it out to one of the top liners, and then they, they take yeah. it from there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, very cool. So but it's good that we can do like that, of course, you know. Oh, yeah. It makes it easier to work with people from around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, no, so that's, no, that's great. It's very inspiring too, I think, when you get a track, because sometimes if you always start from scratch, then sometimes, or I at least feel like I can run out of ideas. Mm. <laughs> but when you get a track and from different producers, I mean, there's always something to inspire you, you know, to come up with new stuff all the time. For sure, yeah. And, you know, even as a producer, when I like make a track idea, which I think fits the lead, then I'll send it out to the, the top liner. And then what they send back is like, totally not what I, what I would have thought of, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And it just like puts a whole nother layer on and then I'm like, oh, well, if you're doing this, then I can do this. And like, it just, you mm-hmm. know, you just keep building on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so do you, so you, uh, you write for the Asian markets as well. Do you write for other types of artists as well? Maybe like independent artists or for like sync or anything like that? A little bit, um, but it's been mostly focused towards Asia, actually, um, maybe because that market is quite big, you know, so the chances are greater <laughs> to get something with an artist there. But I do love to write all types of, of music and, and songs, for sure. And especially, of course, it's another feeling when the song is released in Swedish or English, Um uh, since I, I mean, since I do love to write lyrics as well, and when you write for Asia, they very rarely keep the lyrics. Uh, so yeah, I do love to write where the lyric can stay sometimes mm. as well. <laughs> yeah. When they uh, when they translate your lyric from English, is it <clears throat> is it usually close or is it like totally different? It depends, but it's usually totally different. Like. Sometimes they save a few words in the chorus, um, but but usually they write like another story around it. Whenever I can figure out, I mean, what they say, because I don't always, yeah. <laughs> I don't always know what they're saying either. <laughs> but uh, but nowadays it's it's a lot of uh, videos posted where someone has translated it, so that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually it's a new story, right? Definitely, yeah. Do, does that mean that you don't? have to consider the lyrics? Like, do the lyrics still need to be strong? Like, are they looking more for melody or? Yeah. Um, that also depends a little bit. Honestly, it feels like nowadays they are thinking more about the lyric than what they did before. Oh, okay. um, and some artists are singing a little bit more in English, so they might keep more. But I always like to write a lyric that I can, how can you say, be proud of, you know? Because yeah. <laughs> you never know where the song's going to end up, actually. Mm-hmm. It might end up somewhere else or in a commercial with my voice, maybe, or something. So so I always try to make a lyric that I feel is good. But then when I know it's very specific Asia, I might not get stuck on the details and more mm. think that it's important that it sounds good. And maybe it's not like perfect English all the time. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I guess that's the big difference. Like if I know it's going to be in English, I do spend more time making sure that it's definitely correct, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But for Asia, sometimes it might be more important that it sounds cool. You gotcha. Know? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, well, let's talk a little bit about the song that you are releasing as well. Is this your first yeah. release as an independent artist? No, I've released a couple of, of songs before this one. I think it's the sixth okay. song I release. Uh, but it's my first Christmas song. Okay, that okay. Uh, first Christmas yeah. song. <laughs> so that's great. That's so great. Is it an original Christmas song? Uh, do you mean uh, newly written? Yes. 
Yes, yes. I wrote it uh, together with a guy uh, named Joachim Dahlqvist, a Swedish producer. Um, and actually, we wrote it as a request to write for uh, sync for movies. So we wrote it last year uh, and it got placed in a movie. And then I decided like, yeah, why not? Why not release it as an artist then since mm -hmm. it got you know, placed in the movie? But I was a little bit too late last year. So I had to wait for a year <laughs> to release it. Yeah. So now finally, finally it's released. Yeah, that's it, it's funny. That's how I've done, I started doing Christmas music for some artists uh, this year. And uh, nice. they were hitting me up in like July. And I was like, Christmas? Yeah. Like, I don't even want to think about this right now. <laughs> no. That's the thing, right? When you sit and it's so hot and sunny and you have to think about Christmassy stuff and the yeah. snow and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can be a challenge for sure. Mm -hmm. So what is the uh, the writing process like? Um, so for... It will, I guess this one you can use as, as an example or for, you know, the rest of the music you write for yourself. Like what is the, uh, what's the process like? Do you start with melodies, with lyrics? Is it like, yeah. do you knock them out in an hour or is it like a month long process? <laughs> well, that really depends. Um, and usually when I write for myself, it's just, I just sit with my guitar or the piano and kind of try out some stuff and more get into how can I say, like an emotional vibe, like what do I want to say? Uh, and I sort of, I, I write lyrics and melodies kind of simultaneously um, to to really make it fit, or how can I say, you know, mm -hmm. to, to really feel like I, I get what I want to express both in the words and in the melodies. Um, but I tend to lean towards melodies first, um, so so usually, yeah, I start with the melody ideas and the chords maybe, but I try to kind of do the lyrics mm -hmm. simultaneously. Um, but for the Christmas song, actually, since that was a request, it was more like when I write for others that the producer sent me a track mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I did the, the melodies and the lyrics to it. Uh, but since I kn knew it was going to be for the English-speaking market, then I put a lot more time into the lyrics for this one to mm -hmm. make sure uh, that I really, really liked it. <laughs> sure. And what's the what's the song about? Well, it's a very you know just feel-good song about finding love and uh, the joy of spending the holidays with that person that you that you love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In short, so I was really aiming for the cozy, the cozy feeling and the happy, happy vibes. Mm -hmm. And how the so the producer sent you the track first. Uh, you wrote to yeah. it. Um, did you do you tend to record your own vocals at home, or did you then go and like meet with the producer and like record with them, or at a different studio or something um, like that? No, I always record my vocals at home. If I work, I mean, by myself here, mm -hmm. I have my own set up here in a corridor. <laughs> oh, sure. Well, yeah, I mean, so, if you're doing all the, you know, the Asian stuff, you got to yeah. have it all at home. Yeah. 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 I think it would be really hard if I didn't know how to do that by myself, to be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's really nice, though, when you go into a session and someone else records you, that's really fun as well. But it's it's great to be able to do it at home, I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do a lot of remote work with, with artists, obviously. And one thing that if they can come to my studio, I try and get them to just because then they don't have to play, you know, they don't have to do the technical stuff and the performance stuff, right? You can just, you can just yeah. focus on the performance and not worry about, is my preamp set right? Like, is this, set, yeah. you know, like all that, all the technical stuff. Yeah. But I do trust the producer to kind of uh, do all the effects and all of that afterwards. Mm -hmm. I do more the raw files and the editing and, and such. But then I kind of leave it to the producer to mm -hmm. mix it and put on the effects and stuff. <laughs> uh, what about your own tuning and all that? I've had some people that tune their own vocals. Some do it really well. Some just give me more work at the end of the day. <laughs> ah, no, I'm quite picky. Mm -hmm. So I only leave files that I'm super happy with. Uh, tidy, mm -hmm. <laughs> tidy files. Yeah, so I do, I do the tuning if needed. Okay, sure. that's good. 
Um, so how long did this one take you to, to put together? Was it a relatively quick process to, from, from start to finish? Or yeah. Was it a long one? yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty quick. Uh, I don't remember how quick, but I guess like usually if it's a good flow, it might take like a day, you mm-hmm. know, to put it together. And so maybe it was a day or two, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, but then, of course, it's always a bit faster when you work together with someone. Like sometimes when I do the whole song completely by myself, it, it can take, you know, you start and and then I might get stuck and I take a few days and let it rest. And then I get back to it and you just play it and kind of, yeah. So then it can take like a week or maybe two weeks even to, to sort of get all the details mm-hmm. uh, in place. And then uh, it's usually the lyric that makes it take longer, you know, to really feel like, am I, am I saying this in the best way possible now? You, you know, will people understand what I'm trying to, to uh, say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, one thing I run into and a lot of other, you know, writers run into is, is writer's block. Is that something that you still run, to, run into as well, having, you know, written for, for as long as you have? Yeah, I mean, yeah, because... It's so much about how you feel in general, I realized, like the creative process, like, yeah, you really have to be in a good mindset While you're to creating. have your full potential, yeah, when you're creating. So, of course, I, I run into to moments where I get super stuck or or if it just sometimes it can just feel tricky as well, like maybe I get a track and the music uh, I, I might not be as used to that style of writing, for example, and then I can can yeah sometimes get a bit insecure as well. Like, hmm, is this the way to go about it? You know, and then I start to think too much, and then I might get stuck. But but uh, you know, you get your own little tricks, or what to say, mm-hmm. <laughs> to get out of it. Like, go for a walk, or or just you know have a cup of tea, or watch something or listen to something you know and try to kind of snap out of the bad vibe and just try to instantly get back into the good vibe (laughs) that's really interesting yeah because um some people will yeah some people stop what they're doing that they recognize it i tend to like try and push through it (laughs) which usually doesn't work um but yeah i think i think that's a really good point because like the times that I'm sure this has happened to you too, like the times where like the best stuff comes out is when you're, it's just like flowing. You're not in your yeah. head. You're in a good mood. Like you're in a good yeah. state. <laughs> yeah. um, and if you're not, then it's just, you know, then you're just hitting a brick wall the whole time. Yeah. And sometimes I, I also do like, if I feel really stuck, but I might be under pressure for a deadline or something, I can just tell myself like, okay, now you have 30 minutes and just, Clear your mind 30 minutes. If I come up with one note only, that's fine. Or if I come up with more, that's great. And then sometimes, for some reason, it just it just starts flowing then because I kind of allow myself to fail. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter if you don't come up with anything, but take half an hour, just sing whatever, do whatever, see what happens. And then sometimes I finish the song yeah. <laughs> in half an hour then, you know. So, but, uh, but yeah, but... I guess you have to sort of feel if it's a moment where you can push, push through, or if you actually need to kind of just break for a few hours and go out or do yeah. do whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, sometimes it's it's not, uh, I guess it depends what part of the process you're in too. Like, yeah. Maybe if it's like the, the, if you're like tuning your vocal or something like that and you're not feeling it, that's different because it's like more technical, yeah. you know, and just like yeah, editing. Sure. But if you're like actually creating like the music or the lyric or something like that, then then it might be more difficult to just like push through however you're feeling because it's because then it's, you're not yeah. going to be able to create. No. That's a good point too. And, and some do you find that if you have a ton of time to do something that that can be a detriment? Yes, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like the amount of time you have, you will take Sort yeah. of. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like that. <laughs> For sure. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, it is. But I also think it's... I mean, of course it's good when you work with it at a 
more professional level or what to say uh, when you work towards deadlines and everything of course it's important to be able to kind of to kind of get into the inspiration again but then if you look at it from another way it feels like the songs that i feel move me and move other people the most are usually the songs where it did flow mm-hmm. you know more naturally and you felt like you you just were in the moment expressing what you wanted to express mm-hmm. <laughs> right then you know so so of course it does feel there is a difference i think when you kind of try to push it of course it could turn out great but but the real kind of golden mm-hmm. golden moments are truly when you're sort of just lost in the creative process right right Definitely. so so if you notice if you notice you're not in that zone um you, you mentioned that you you'll you can take a walk or, or have some tea or anything like that do you have any other like tricks that you do with with yourself to uh to get back into that zone yeah, those two are, are two great ones, especially going for a walk. That's really nice to just get inspiration and get the blood flowing a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but then also it depends a little bit. Like if I write for another artist, I can listen to some of their music and uh, or like the type of music they're looking for and see if I can get some inspiration from that. Or I can try and find like themes I want to write about, like... Sometimes I can even check like movie titles or mm-hmm. book titles. Uh, I have a list in my phone of title yeah. ideas <laughs> that I write down. You know, when you're out in the subway or whatever, you see something like, "Ah, that could be a nice yeah, yeah. title." Um, so yeah, and if I'm if I'm sort of under pressure for a deadline, then I do the the thing like I give myself a certain amount of time and just see what happens. Um, yeah. I think those are the most common ones. It can also be to just, for lyrics, it can be to just sit down and like decide to write just one page with whatever, mm-hmm. you know, comes to mind. Like maybe I have my theme, what I want to sing about, but I'm not sure like how to put it. And then I can just write without stopping for like a full page. And then usually, yeah, you always get some little idea that you can continue with. Mm. Yeah. from that um so yeah so, something like that yeah. <laughs> it's it's a tricky what do thing. you do <laughs> yeah uh, what do what i do? do you do when you get stuck yeah <laughs> um you, oftentimes i'll try and push through it because a lot of times when i get stuck it's for lately it's been for a lead that i'm writing a track to so you, you know they'll, they'll give you like references and things like that so i'll try and create something like that and I know for myself that it takes about like, it can take like a couple hours before something starts to sound good. And there's been plenty yeah. of times where I'll be writing and writing and writing. And I'll be like, this is garbage. I, th- I think this is garbage. But then like at a certain point, I'm like, okay, no, now it's starting to sound good. Just like, you know, moving things yeah. around and tr- getting like the vibe going. Um, yeah. And a lot of that is just like, sometimes it falls right out, right? But sometimes it takes a little bit of just like, experimenting, trying to put things together and like figuring out how to get the sound you're going for. Yeah. Um, so for me, I'm, if I'm ever in that place where I'm like feeling like I'm stuck, sometimes I'm like, oh, are you, do you feel like you're stuck or are you just in the middle of the process until it starts to get good? Yeah. You know, so um, oftentimes I'm just stuck. <laughs> In, in which case, yeah. <laughs> in which case, yeah, I'll go for a walk or I'll do something else or I'll just put it down for the day and pick it up tomorrow. Um, yeah. One thing I have noticed is when, so I, I like to to do creative stuff in the morning just because I feel like my brain is that it just works better at that time of the day. Mm. Um, but if I know I want to create something, then I will not do emails or social media or like any of that stuff in the morning, just because once yeah. I start getting in like the in like the um, the process of like getting back to emails or getting back to messages or posting or whatever, like all like the yeah. administrative or business or marketing type of stuff. As soon as I get my head into that space, then I can't create. Mm, yeah. Uh, do you, yeah, do you feel yeah, like you that too? Yeah, you got a good point there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And also you can kind of 
get a bit of negative influence sometimes. I yeah. get from social media, at least you're out scrolling and like, oh my gosh, everyone's so successful. <laughs> and then you're like, oh no, no, I got to write the best song in, you know, that ever. Too. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and like with the, with like so, emails too, I know I get like, oh shit, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to get oh, back yeah. to this person. I got to do this. You know, then I start going over my to-do list and like. Yeah. And you get stressed, right? Yeah. You yeah. feel stressed. No, that's very true. It's good. It's very good to not go there. You're you're so right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think that's one of the biggest ones. Yeah, just don't get into that headspace. Like once I get there, yeah. then like forget it. Then I'll then I'll if I know I'm there, then I'll spend the rest of the day just doing that stuff. You know, or like yeah. catching up or, or whatever it might be. Um, yeah. But, but that's a, that's a big one. But yeah, again, the other one: stepping away, taking a walk. Um, those yeah. do tend to help. Having lunch, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot of little lunches some days. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I try not to do that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but, but yeah. So, getting back to, um, to to the single that's coming out, um, what kinds of things did you do to uh, to promote it and market it? I have a um, promoter that helps me, mm-hmm. so uh, he did most of the work actually <laughs> to promote it. So it's been in a couple of blogs and some radio stations, and uh, and uh, I'm, I almost a blog. I'm also gonna have a radio interview tomorrow Very with cool. a Swedish uh, Swedish channel, or what you call it. Um, so yeah. A little bit of everything, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> that's that's nice to have a PR person do that. Um, is this yeah, someone that you? Is this someone you've worked with for a while, or is this like a newer relationship that you you started? No, when I decided that I would start to release my own stuff a couple of years ago, I met him right in the start of everything. So actually, it was when I met him because he was working with one of my friends, uh, releasing her music as well, and. He asked me if I had any music that I wanted to show him, and I was like, "Yeah, actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> I do." <laughs> so then we just yeah started started out together, mm-hmm. um, and it's been great. No, so he's helped me with every release I've done so far for my artist project. That's great. And does he just work on like the release strategy and and stuff for that, or is he also like working on like your PR between releases as well? Uh, no, it's only with the releases. Yeah. It is. And then I have to to try and be my own PR person. <laughs> in the meantime, yeah. In between, you know, <laughs> I think that is really tricky. <laughs> That's the tricky part of everything, you know, because I think it's so, uh, I don't know, I think it's quite difficult to market yourself um, yeah. in a good way, you know, and I don't want to feel like I'm too much, you know, all the time and... And yeah, and like choose, choose what to post, or should I have a video, or should I have a text, or a picture? And yeah, I think it's it's, uh, and everyone is so great at it. It feels like yeah. at least <laughs> when you're out scrolling, it's like wow, all of these accounts they just look fantastic, you know. Uh, so yeah, but I'm 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 getting better and better. I'd say I try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's a process. I'm I'm not a fan of doing the social media stuff, but like I think the way it is today, like you have to you have to be good at it, you know. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, it, it does help to have someone um, doing that kind of stuff with you. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I do get some help. Uh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. What were you to say? No, no. And this new uh, company I joined, Innervate Music, they do help me with uh, songwriting promotion more. Hmm. So that's really great. Uh, and they kind of help me with my accounts as well. Like, Caroline, maybe your information here is not the best. <laughs> oh, that's nice. So they've helped me to kind of fix it up a little bit. So what, that's great. What's a songwriting promotion? Like, like like promoting like, you as a songwriter? Yeah, exactly. Oh, and when I release songs, like uh, how often should I post and what should I post? And and they also uh, repost my stuff. Oh, that's nice. Um, yeah. So that's great. <laughs> and so for your artist project, like how often are you releasing music? That's a little bit up and down, to be honest. Um, so... I tried to release a couple times a year, but last time was actually February was mm. my last release before this one. 
And I had planned to do it right before the summer, but for some reason it just, it was too much going on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I didn't get anything ready in time. Uh, so then I just aimed for the Christmas release instead. Mm -hmm. And uh, how, is the Christmas song like much different than what your other music would sound like? So, like stylistically um, or like, cause I know Christmas music can be like, you know, Christmassy, you know, those sleigh bells yeah. <laughs> and sound very happy. Yeah, exactly. It, I mean, of course, I, I am quite poppy. Can you say that? Poppy? Mm -hmm, yeah. I love pop and it's just really a happy, happy pop song. Um, but my other songs might not be, you know, have the same the same amount of happiness or how can yeah. I say because <laughs> this is really truly like a hundred percent happy cozy feeling okay. uh, but the other ones might be a little bit more emotional I would mm -hmm. say because mm -hmm. um, I tend to to lean more towards the emotional you know lyrics and vibe right. uh, so yeah a little bit different a bit more happy and uh, yeah the bells, you know. Yeah, yeah. As <laughs> soon that. as you hear the sleigh bells, yeah. you know it's a Christmas song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and of course, the theme of the lyrics is very Christmassy as well, mm -hmm. with the snowflakes and Christmas lights, of course. Sure. That's the title. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So, and yeah. Uh, so, and compared to your like your artist releases, how often are you writing stuff for for like your publisher or other artists? I write all the time, like as much as much as I can. So, but I'd say maybe in general it's like one or two songs a week, oh. and sometimes it's more and sometimes it's less. Depends oh. if it's like a songwriting camp or something going on. But usually, yeah, around one two songs per week. I'd say that's pretty high output. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it can depend if I'm the one recording or not. Mm -hmm. So if I'm the one recording, I usually need another day to do the recording unless we're super fast. But if someone else records, then I can just jump on to the next sure, thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, yeah. That's pretty good. Um, that, that, that's a high up. I mean, as a, do you find that the producers are cr creating tracks that quickly as well for you? No, it's usually different producers yeah, okay. in that case. Um, so, yeah, but some producers are super fast, but of course it takes them longer because they have to, to kind of, you know, mix everything yeah. and and fix with the sounds and, and mm -hmm. all of that. So, so, yeah, of course they need some more time uh, yeah, okay. than I do. Because yeah. for me, I give myself a goal of like two a month. Because I have, like, my other artist projects yeah. that I'm working on, like, that stuff takes priority because that's, like, money coming in right yeah. away. So, like, that takes priority. Um, but, yeah, I, I two a week sounds – I definitely – I mean, I could if that's, like, all I was focusing on, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. But that's, uh, that's no, a No, but, of course, since, since the production is a lot more time-consuming, mm -hmm. um, so – but then I guess it depends, like, what kind of flow I'm in. Because sometimes I can write the whole song and record it as well in one day, but then mm -hmm. it has to be like super flow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, but then I I don't really have to worry. Yeah, like I said, with mi even mixing the vocals and mm -hmm. all of that. So mm -hmm. it's just like writing it and recording it. And since I've done it for a while, I have my tricks mm -hmm. or not tricks, but it, it it's pretty fast usually when yeah. I record as well, kind of. Yeah, just flow through it, you know. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, that's a good point that, like, you know, f once you've done your vocal tracking and writing, then, like, it's done. Like, for me, you know, usually I can get the track done in a day. But, yeah. then, I, but then we send it out, then we have to find the top liner. Yeah. Then they have to write the song and record their vocals. And yeah. that, you know, all that could take a few days, and then I have to get it and then continue working on it till I do the mix and, yeah. like, the you know, all the processing and stuff, so... Um, yeah. It, yeah, it's a little bit more more of a, of a. There's just more like things to do on on the production yeah. side. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes I guess it can depend, like you say, like what kind of project is it, and and yeah, because sometimes I I record 
like for my own songs, I record the guitars usually as well, mm. or the piano and all of that. And and when I do that kind of stuff, that takes a lot longer. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, it definitely depends what kind of project. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how long have you been doing your own, like, um, you know, re- recordings and things like that? Did you start that when you started um, songwriting for your, your publisher? Yeah, yeah. That's when I started learning. A little bit before that, though, just to start recording my, my songs to more, uh, how can I say, like, yeah, to make it a little bit more professional. Because in the beginning, I more recorded, you know, to the phone or we had those mini discs, if oh, you I remember, remember. <laughs> back in the days <laughs> and I recorded to the I, I used to record on like the four track like cassette tape recorders. Ah, yeah. nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was, so I just started to be able to put my ideas down, to be honest. And I had some vision of doing more production as well, but, but I think, yeah, I think I just didn't have the patience for it mm-hmm. <laughs> actually so i more do the more acoustic stuff if i if i record myself i can definitely do that but then it's more with the vocal guitars and maybe some percussion and some bass and such but uh but usually yeah usually i have someone else mm-hmm. do the full production for me <laughs> well i mean you know just like the amount of time you spend like developing your craft as a songwriter you know, producers spend that amount of time developing their craft yeah. and skills as a producer, you know, so yeah, I'm, no, I'm sure you've seen producers. Yeah, yeah, it does. Like, I, and I'm sure you've seen producers that may try to write their own songs and sometimes they're great. Sometimes they're not. Yeah. Like, I, it, it all depends on how much time you're putting into it, you know, and, yeah. and if that's what no. you enjoy doing, too. Yeah, exactly. I think it's good to kind of find, find your niche somehow or yeah. the thing you really love the most and for me it is it is to craft the actual song mm-hmm. <laughs> i think melodies and, and lyrics and chords and such that's great and um oh i did have a question so so as someone that does recording all their you know vocals at home uh now because of the pandemic that's something that like a lot of artists are doing just because yeah the technology allows us to but also because obviously studios are shut down or whatever it might be. Do you have any like um, tips or anything or any like realizations you had about recording at home that you think would be useful to someone that's starting out to record at home? Um, hmm. It could be about gear. It could be about the yeah. room or software, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I use Logic, for example. Um, I think that's a really easy, easy program to learn. Um, and and uh, as as of gear, um, I use uh, Mac, MacBook Pro, and Apollo Twin as mm-hmm. <laughs> my sound card. And then, yeah, I'm actually just in the corner of my bedroom recording. Oh. And I think it might be good though, because the bed you know, absorbs a yeah. lot of the sound. So I don't actually need, uh, like in my last apartment, I had these, um, like sound, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, no, no, I, I don't, I don't remember the name of it, but like uh, these big boards. Like a panel, kinda, like a acoustic panel or something? Yes, exactly. Yeah. That sort of picks up mm-hmm. some of the frequencies, you know, all that. But I, I don't really need that here, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Did you, did you yeah, look around else? for a spot that sounded the best in the room or did you just pick it and, and go? Yeah, I picked it because, because of, it was the best location in the apartment to kind of, yeah, have us both workplace and it's not in the way of anything, mm-hmm. you know, you can still have the living room as a normal living room and yeah. have guests and all of that. <laughs> and then I have my little studio corner in the bedroom. But, but well. did you like, did you like, um test out different areas to see how they sounded no you just picked it and worked no. that, that's good yeah no this was just i guess it was just lucky yeah. <laughs> that it worked so well in this corner actually <laughs> i did i i had some other places in mind but then i was like nah let's just put it here and see what happens and then it turned out to be good so i didn't have to move it <laughs> yeah if it, if it works you don't have to fix yeah. it yeah <laughs> but i guess my tips my it's just to 
yeah, I don't know. Wow, that's such a tricky question. Just to, to learn how to do the, the basic editing and everything, that is really helpful to know and helpful for producers as well when they get the when they get the files. Mm-hmm. And also it's a good thing because then you have a little bit more control how you want it to sound. And, and uh, yeah, to be able to just show your vision as well. But that might not be like an actual tip how to do it <laughs> technically. No, but, that, that's a that's a good but, concept though. I think um, yeah. yeah, I think that's a big thing. Pete, like, art, like you know, artists that are recording their own vocals at home might not. I, I think it is very useful for them to like know how it all works so they can put it yeah. together in the way that they actually want it, and yeah. then send it to me instead of having you know. Uh, the producer tried to figure out what they wanted or for them to like be like, mm. oh, well, I sent it like this, but I want it like this. Because then it takes a bit of back and forth, you know, and it might not turn yeah. out exactly the way they want it. Yeah, and it's also easier to maybe explain if there's something when you get the song back and you hear something that was like, ah, oh, that wasn't exactly what I meant. And then it's also easier to explain what it is you want if you actually know what's going on <laughs> in mm-hmm. the recording and maybe with some effects and stuff like can ask for a bit more compression or less deesser or whatever you know mm-hmm. like so so you can give more clear instructions to actually have it turn out the way, way you envision it i guess as um, as as someone on the other end on the receiving end that's super useful <laughs> I think, yeah. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think I I've gotten good that. at like interpreting notes because like, I'll yeah. get like vague. They'll be like, I don't know what this is, but it sounds boomy or something like that. I'm like, oh, okay, I know what you yeah. mean. You know, they'll, they'll give me like all sorts yeah. of weird descriptors and I have to kind of translate what they mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I recognize that though. That's why it's good to work with the same people a little bit because <laughs> yep. then you learn each other's language as well. So if, if I write to someone like, can you have a, can you have a boom there? Yeah. <laughs> then they know what I mean. Like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. then they put it in there. <laughs> but it can take a while to kind of get to know each other's music language, sort of. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, very cool. Well, I don't want to keep you super late. Um, no problem. We're, um, yeah, no. Where, uh, you know, going back to like the social media stuff, um, where can people find you online? Like, where do you like to hang out? Um, where should people look you up? Yeah, I think Instagram uh, is where I'm most. And then it's Caroline Gustafsson songs. Okay. <laughs> um, and I'm also on Facebook. And that's also Caroline Gustafsson. Mm-hmm. I also have a um, homepage where everything is linked to, of course. And that's carolinegustavsson.com so maybe that's the easiest one to go there Mm -hmm. first and then you can find everything from there and Spotify of course uh, I have my songs there Um, yeah and any musical platform I guess that people people use Um, but I'd say Instagram is where I hang out the most okay okay well yeah Yeah. I mean I'll I'll put all of your your links and socials in the show notes um when we, you know, cool. when I post it, um, I was going to ask you something and I forgot. <laughs> oh, so after, after this one, it comes out, what does, uh, what does 2022 look like for you? Yeah, I have some songs written that, uh, so I'm just trying to choose like which one will be the next <laughs> mm-hmm. to record. And I also actually had a vision of, uh, recording my songs, acoustic versions um because usually when i perform as well i perform mostly alone (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, so i have some acoustic versions of the songs that people people uh, seem to like a lot and uh, yeah so i thought like why not make acoustic versions like because that's really that's really the essence of it all i feel like that's how i started and and sometimes that type of songs are the kind of songs that move me the most, you know, when it's super simple, just acoustic, and you can hear the melodies and the lyrics so clear, mm-hmm. you know, with just a tiny bit of, of guitar and maybe some percussion or whatever. <laughs> so that is a project I'm, I'm thinking about for 2022. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Make like an acoustic album or something. Mm-hmm. There you go. 
Yeah, it's it's crazy how the arrangement can affect the song. Cause I, I, I yeah. literally just did this with an artist where he's re-releasing some music that he had done previously, um, where it was more produced. Like there's just a lot, there's just a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, and uh, since then, he's like changing his like vibe as an artist. So he's doing mm-hmm. like more stripped down, you know, more acoustic, organic sounds and things like that. Um, so we were like reworking this older song and it didn't fit with the new stuff. So I was like, hey, why don't we just strip it back? I'll play some acoustic, yeah. like piano, like, you know, just real. Um, we'll just change the vibe up totally. And like the the lyric hits you differently, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like the impact yeah, of the lyric is, sense. Yeah. Like the impact of the lyric is like completely different after like we changed everything. And like the almost like the meaning of some of the phrases, like everything changed in such a big way, um, just yeah. by changing the instrumentation and just like the vibe of the song. It, it works a lot better. Oh, magical, this way. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really cool. It's really cool how um, how much it can change. Um, and, and of I, course, the other way around, though, if you really want to yeah. have the more I don't know dancey vibe for a song, of course. Then, if you have a, like a proper production with all types of stuff, then you can get that totally different feeling from the acoustic, of course. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point too. Um, that, that's hundred percent true. Yeah, um, but, but it's good. I mean, it gives a you know for for you to release a um, acoustic album, it gives like your fans like a different angle on the same music. Um, plus, yeah. it shows the way it like originated, you know, and it's in its like more pure form. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I tell artists to do it, but they never do it. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. really? Well, yeah. then I'll just have to. Do yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, well, very cool. I don't want to take up too much of your time today. Um, but I thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Really I appreciate I appreciate you doing this. I'm glad we got to connect. I know you know you were sick for a while, and we had a little bit of back and forth. But I'm glad we were able yeah. to, to do this. Um, but yeah, so I'll put all the links to everything in the show notes, and then um, and yeah, so it'll be out shortly then. Cool. Looking forward to it. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again for doing this. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thanks. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in and listening to another episode of About to Drop. For more info, please go to our page, www.vertigomusic.com forward slash podcast. And make sure to follow and subscribe to us on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. Thanks and see you soon.